Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. In today's episode, I have Perrin, who's back on the podcast. Welcome back, Perrin. Thank you for having me. Welcome, uh, or I'm happy to be back. I was like really uh, weirdly shocked that everybody on the Facebook group wanted me back on. I think maybe they missed me. Yeah, uh, actually, your podcast numbers were pretty good. Though. The ones where we talked about your um, the the content creation, uh, oh, okay. your downloads were pretty good. So I think I think people are pretty happy. I've also received a few. Email autoresponders where people are like, oh, I subscribe because Perrin joined Authority Hacker. So I guess, I guess you're becoming kind of like part of the brand, you know? There you go. Bringing that celebrity. <laughs> no. uh, cool. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the thing that I hate the most <laughs> in internet marketing, and that is copycats. People copying other sites. Okay, uh, copycats, uh, I guess there's going to be some nuances there because some of the stuff we talk about is looking at competition and inspiring yourself from them, right? So can you, can you, can you precise your thinking here? Uh, yeah, well, it's just a very tricky topic, I think, because it's some, like, you guys know that I have been doing this for a long time and like half of my sites that I've ever built have been in the public sphere. So, of course, if you know anything about internet marketing, you know that there's this predominant culture of basically everybody copying everybody. But one of the things that we do around here is look at our competition and say, how can we smartly reverse engineer what they're doing and compete with them in an ethical way? You know, So we'll use phrases like stealing keywords or we'll look at content and we'll try to recreate it and make it better. And so there's a real gray area between what is copying somebody, what is just ripping somebody off, and then what is actual competitive reverse engineering. So I think we're going to try to touch on um, that line, try to define it a little bit better, and see where the bad guys land, and then see where we land. Well, I mean, first of all, we've got to say, unless you're like ripping off someone's copyrighted material... Or it's kind of allowed, like, let's talk about the ethics for a second, right? It's kind of allowed to, to rip off a lot of people's stuff out. You're just not allowed to take their images. You're not allowed to take their logo, obviously. And if you're kind of like misleading people into believe, you know, building your branding that's so close to their branding that mm-hmm. they might, you know, go to your site, link to your site, et cetera, because they think you are someone else, then that would be illegal. But other than that, it's not illegal, right? Yeah, and we have, um, I'm going to share a story about me right. talking to an actual lawyer later, but uh, yeah, that's the long and short of it. Okay, um, and I think like the, in essence, the difference between like ripping someone off completely and, you know, inspiring yourself is essentially doing it smartly. There's a gap of understanding of why people do things and when you reverse engineer your competition, like the way we do it, and we'll talk about the things we do, but things like keywords, things like, you know, thinking about content and that kind of stuff, 
then we try to understand why and we try to see how it fits into our original strategy, you know? Like, we have our own goals. We, we don't align our goals on theirs. Like, it's not like, oh, we're just going to take their keywords and rank for all their keywords exactly and then copy exactly the monetization they have, etc. It's more like, okay, let's, uh, you know, putting that into your own vision versus, you know, ripping of the entire website and entire concepts. Um, but I'll let you go with your story, actually. Yeah, so um, like I said, I have uh, been doing my sites in the public sphere for a really long time. The first site I made was a shaving site back when I was doing my very first Niche Pursuits case study. The site that I have currently that I don't mention on Authority Hacker, and I never mentioned it on Niche but Pursuits. But you mentioned it on Backlinko. <laughs> I pretty dumbly mentioned it on Backlinko only because... I was like in link building mode and I was like, man, that would be a crazy link. I got way too excited and I did this uh, case study on Backlinko and it is a great link. Uh, the obvious side effect of that is that people saw it and just copied the hell out of it, right? Um, so not only have I seen tertiary copies, like exact copies of my site layout structure logo in other niches though, um, I've also come across a few copies of my site in my own niche, targeting my own keywords and that sort of thing. But there's one guy in particular um, who copied most of my keywords, at least the most profitable keywords. Uh, he copied my article structure. He copied a lot of the elements that I had in there. So like uh, my version of product tables, um, I have like these animated calorie counters. I have mm -hmm. a certain article structure with like headlines, things that I cover for every article type. Um, and he copied basically all of that, right? And he like copied my about page and he copied my disclaimer, but he uh, changed the words, right? So if you look at so his. That's side, the ori only original thing, right? It's just the actual words is the actual words, right? Uh, and his site looks a little bit different. Okay. So he like didn't use my logo or anything. Um, but if you look at his site and you look at my site, you go, oh yeah, it's really clear. This guy is just ripping off this site. Um, and who cares, first of all? like One of the things we're going to talk about in, in this podcast is that most of the time you don't need to worry about your competitors. But uh, he started ranking for some of these keywords and I felt that that was about the time that I should probably talk to a lawyer. And nowadays, it's not a big deal to hire a lawyer. I hired a really great lawyer on Upwork. It's like 100 bucks an hour. But you know, I only need to talk to the guy for like an hour or two every week. right? So uh, it's not a huge deal to hire a lawyer. But because this guy was using my expression of this idea um, and ranking for some of these keywords, I figured I should talk to a lawyer. So I hired a lawyer and... Um, had him look at the sites and had him look at the articles. And basically what he said was, um, you know, yeah, we, this guy's clearly copying you and uh, he's copied a whole lot of elements. I think you have a valid claim for like a common law copyright, but he's pretty much exactly in the gray area. You know? yeah. So it's going to, um, if I want to take it to court, and who knows, like, if I figure out how much revenue he's actually, if it's a couple hundred bucks, who cares, right? But um, I mean, the real question is how much you're losing, not how much he's making. How much I'm losing, right? Uh, if I decide it's worth it, then we go to court. Then it's just going to come down to 
legal fees and stuff. But um, it was a really interesting case study for me because my business is still growing. It's not like this copycat came online, copied my site, and all of a sudden, like my revenue tanked. Or and something. it's not like you invented the niche either, right? You're not the first guy to enter right. it. It's not like I invented the niche. There are plenty of people writing about these different topics, uh, and he changed the words. Um, but there's just this common sense element of like, he obviously, and he like comments on Backlinko. Uh, and I have records <laughs> of him commenting on Backlinko. So like, and to I'm get the link of, from the page, to get the link from the same page, not from the same page, but a different okay. page to that site. Um, but there's evidence that like one of the big things in copyright law, apparently, this is what I learned after talking with my lawyer is that, uh, one of the things you, that can really help a copyright case is that someone had the opportunity to copy. So like if someone, saw or heard or read something first and then went and did something extremely similar to that, that can really help copyright case. And this guy obviously did that. But um, the really interesting thing about this is that, you know, it's right in the gray area. And um, is yeah, you it could worth lose, pursuing? Basically. Right. I could lose and uh, this guy could lose, but it's just a call of, of like, how much is worth it? And also for me, it's a really weird question about like, um, you know, am I just being kind of an ass? Well, like, I was going to bring it up. I was gonna, Because when you started that site, you took another domain and you had to close it down because some people were thinking you were too close to them, even though you didn't intend to copy them, right? Um, but probably the feeling that guy would have would be quite similar. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think... I would hope he would not feel similar because when I like what I did was my my brand name was similar to another brand name, uh, and we were in the same niche. This guy, I but I had never heard of them before. Um, this guy, I think, obviously copied my site. So if he were to be notified, I think he would probably understand that he did copy. You know, like mm -hmm. obviously this guy is just checking my site every day to see. What's going on? But um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Have you it's, ever uh, copied a site? Have I ever copied a site? No, I don't okay. think so. Um, I've clearly been inspired by sites, and I think after you've been doing internet marketing enough, you um start to understand the best practices, and like we all see what's working for other people. We want to try it on our site, but no, I I have a really strong uh personal directive I think or urge or feeling that I want to be different I just don't want my sites to look like everybody else that's part of the reason that bothers me when people copy me because I don't want a bunch of sites that look like yeah. my site you know like I want to be the unique one or I want to be doing it the best um, and I really take a lot of care in coming up with like how I form my articles new elements that I'm introducing and that sort of thing and so I don't think I would feel right copying a site. Like, obviously, I'm going to try to compete with people on keywords and stuff. But that was a question for me because, like, maybe this guy is just competing with me. But at the end of the day, I felt like that wasn't the case because one of my main competitors in this niche, someone who beats me for lots of keywords, we're probably split right down the middle of 50-50 with, like, me beating him on keywords, him beating me on keywords. His site makes twice as much money as me. Uh, but we're actually, like, after talking... We're like friends and I hope he does well and like we've linked to each other and that sort of thing. Um, he is doing, he's covering the same topics as me. 
and he's beating me and he's making more money. I don't feel like he's copying me, even though like we're writing about the same stuff. We have the same kind of content. And so for me, the question was, what's the difference between these two? This guy who's making more money than me in the same niche. And then this other guy who makes me more angry, but doesn't really have an effect on my business. Uh, and I think it's just the intent. Yeah. This guy really wants to copy my site. I mean, it's really about like the motivation and, and the, you know, what people want. It's like, if you walk in there and you're like, I'm just going to copy this site and, you know, try to take their money, then essentially you're going to create a copycat site that, you know, is in a gray area. So you might not gain trouble, but, um, you might. (laughs) Uh, but if you come into that, uh, like actually trying to solve a problem for the end user, like you're like, um, you know, for us, it's like trying to help people being healthier and making healthier choices for people that have like, um, you know, everyday jobs and like normal people essentially. And, right. and, and you, you focus on that and then you inspire yourself, then you're going to have a more original take on that. And that's, that's what, uh, the problem is. But let's talk about what is smart to copy and what is not so smart to copy. Like, you know, obviously there, there are things that, for example, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna start one. One thing that's not so smart to copy is the WordPress theme. Like, so many people get obsessed with like, yeah. oh my god, what theme are you using? And like, um, you know, like even in online marketing, like how many blogs use Focus Blog since we used it? You know, it's, uh, it's so strange. <laughs> it's there's so many, so many people like have even switched and you know went out of their way taking risks with their rankings and so on to. <laughs> To to copy a lot of stuff like House Ambition, we switched the theme like three times in the past year, I think. And I've seen some sites literally like switch theme when we switch theme like two weeks later, you know. Yeah, um, it's it's so strange. <laughs> like when uh, Colleen and I were doing that um, case study on niche pursuits. If you don't know, uh, one of the things I was doing, I was in the middle of when I was transitioning from niche pursuits to authority hacker and that I'm finishing is doing a case study with a student. We're building a site together. When we finally revealed the site, I told Colleen, I was like, there's one question we cannot answer in the comments. Okay. No matter how many times it's asked, don't answer this question. And that is what theme are you using? (laughs) Because it doesn't matter how many brilliant link building tactics you have, like how many market research tactics you put in the article. The first thing people are going to ask is what's the theme? Because for some reason, people think it matters a whole bunch, and it just it never doesn't. ever does. No. It doesn't. Every like every single site I've ever built has been on a different theme. They all do fine. Although, uh, like I'm, I'm actually asking my, myself this question, and that's more a critic towards right themes. So actually, we had a we had a podcast about uh, WordPress themes, yeah. and the truth is, at some point, Health Mission was running on Focusblog, and uh, like the traffic surged, and then we switched to another theme. And it's been slowly declining since. And I'm actually yeah. considering like testing different themes, like testing to put focus block back just to see if it jumps back up. I believe it's more like a coding thing, you know, it's not the design, it's not something like that. It's just like maybe there's some glitch in the theme that like, you know, doesn't make all the kind of indexable or whatever that problem is. So that may just be a glitch that they have. But that otherwise like the theme doesn't matter. Honestly, it's like if the theme is done correctly, you will you will have no problem. And you know, I've seen some like, you know, Default genesis for a lot of people is a really great theme. It doesn't make anything special, but it does yeah. well. And it's like, that's it. That's the secret, you know? The same way you can get pretty good coffee at Starbucks, you don't need something crazy. Uh, right, right, yeah. And like, you know, it's it's just the regular stuff that's important. You need clean code, you need white text <laughs> on, 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 I'm sorry, black text on a white background. 
And then, uh, you know, it has to look nice and simple. Like it's not the specific theme that is making someone succeed or fail. Yeah. Another thing that I see a lot of people copy that is kind of irritating when you're the original creator is brand colors. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will like not only copy your keywords, copy everything, but they are going to take the exact same brand colors. In many cases, for us, you know, in Health Ambition now, we have this kind of, um, this kind of cartoon version of our persona. I mean, we also have cartoons on Atari Hacker. It's kind of our thing, you know, like basically using cartoons as a way to display people on the site. Mm-hmm. And like, man, so I've seen so many health sites with ambition in the na- in the domain name with uh, a-, a cartoon logo of a bra- brunette girl and a- yeah. in an orange shirt. You know? And you didn't even do that that long ago. No, but there's a few already, and it's like that is not going to help you be successful. It doesn't matter. Just just do something original. That is how you. You know, you're not one of these copycats, but instead, you you know, you can inspire yourself. You know, you can maybe take one of the many colors a site use, but don't use all the same colors. Um, that's it. Like the the only thing, the one thing I leave, I like to use is I like to use brandcolor.net. I think. I mean, I put the link in the show notes. But essentially, like these are like the colors that the big brands use. Uh, like you know, you have like the the AOL colors. You have the you know all the really really big ones like Coca Cola, etc. The exact red and so on. And you know, mix and matching these, you can actually create some pretty decent brand colors without being a designer. Um, just don't get the exact same colors from another brand. Or you need to be in a very different niche and arrange them in a very different way. Yeah, for sure. So if 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 you were gonna guess, when we look at these people who will copy your layout, your theme, your brand colors, your keywords. If you were going to guess, what do you think is behind that mindset? Uh, these are people that have never made money online. Mm-hmm. And they are like not believing that they can come up with anything original that would make money. Therefore, they're like, oh, I'm just going to take something proven and copy that as closely as I can so that I have a chance to make some money. And the truth is, it never works. So isn't that a smart idea though? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So like when you go into marketing, one of the things you learn is to take something that's proven and do that yeah. instead of doing something totally original. So aren't you contradicting yourself, Gail? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> well uh, the thing is like I could swap the themes on my site and still make money. Right. I could swap the brand colors on my site and still make money. Uh, I could swap the logo, still make money. Uh, and the next one I wanted to talk about is like homepage slash homepage layout, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people will copy the exact homepage from other people. And that, that, seriously, like, anyway, if, especially if you're doing SEO, like 99% of your traffic is not going to land on your homepage. Your homepage okay. is mostly going to be the second page people visit. After visiting an article, they're like, oh, that's nice. Let's check what this site is about. And they click on the logo, they're on the homepage. And so, you know, your homepage, like, just, just try to be a little bit original there. Don't have the exact same layout as someone else. And, uh, you know, that's going to make you look a lot less like a copycat, essentially. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's a good idea to copy things. And we're going to talk about the things that, you know, are smart to copy. But these things are not. These things don't matter. I can go and swap the themes on our sites right now. I mean, they might be broken a little bit. I might need to tweak them, but... To be frank, I wouldn't mind so much, you know, like, and we will probably, I mean, uh, I know I'm waiting for the V2 of Thrive themes, 
uh, at the end of the year, and I'm going to swap the teams, you know, and like, and we're going to see a lot of copycats just swap at the same time. Um, yeah. So, so, so it's like I'm not really attached to it, uh, uh, other than so. So these are not things that makes you successful, and you know that shows a lack of understanding. When people are copying these colors, when people are copying these themes, when people are doing all that stuff. Essentially, that shows a lack of understanding of what actually moves the needle into an online business. So that's why I think a lot of these people are, are newbies, you know? Yeah, for sure. I would say, like, if I was going to put three reasons on it, I would say that it's, uh, first of all, laziness. Second of all, fear, just like you mentioned, like fear of uh, not being able to cut it with your own stuff. Uh, and then also, just like you mentioned, not understanding what actually works in online marketing. And some of those things are fine. You know, like everybody's afraid. Everybody starts somewhere. You're not yeah. going to understand completely. Uh, but hopefully, you can see that in any business, the people who really succeed are not the people who come second and copy people exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, go and try to make another group on today, you know? It's going to be complicated. Right. Um, right. It's like, go and try to do another Airbnb. It's going to be really difficult. Same with Uber, same with everything. Like, you can see, the like, the... the if you want to make something that's decently big, and you know, uh, I'm talking about Airbnb and Uber there. So if you were 10% as successful, then you, you'd be pretty rich. But like on, on niche sites or like small authority sites, like, you know, if that site makes 10K a month, then you won't make a lot of money being second, you know? Um, so unless that site makes millions and millions a year, uh, it's, it's going to be complicated. And I see a lot of people copying digital marketer as well. You know, they, they showed survival life. And I see a lot of people got into that niche, you know? Yeah, it's just filled with uh, SEOs and IMers nowadays. Yeah, I would definitely go. That's why That's why I don't want to talk too much about the niches we're going after now. Um, because yeah. I know as soon as I say it, there's going to be like a, a gazillion people. But trust me, when we're looking at niches, we're definitely looking at niches nobody's talking about. Um, yeah. That is... Uh, and that is why we don't reveal the new sites as well. So like for me, I'm like, okay, Health Submission is a case study site. I've revealed it now. Uh, you guys can look at it. And we accept that there's going to be a bunch of copycats. Um, but we do that. It's like we don't just make money showing people how to make money. We actually run sites. <laughs> so so for that reason, I also need to take it, like keep an eye on our competition. And that's why I can't yeah. reveal every site. Um, yeah, for sure. But let's talk at about... The same, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, at the same time... Um, I'm not really worried about the competition. Who is copycats? You know, like of course, some people are going to look at that niche. They're going to be maybe they're experienced internet marketers. They know how to build links. They know how to promote content. All this other stuff, uh, and they're going to get in there and compete with you. And you want to limit those folks, obviously. But I'm really not worried about copycats necessarily. And I know you're not either. Um, but for example, maybe this guy who's copying me, who I got a lawyer for. Uh, I'm not worried about this person. First of all, my business is growing year over year more than I'm happy with, right? It's doing really well. Also, I know that I have like $15,000 invested in the site. I've spent many hundreds of hours yeah, there's content, a to entry. content uh, building links, and I have all these skills. I'm not confident that this person who was so lazy that he copied my site exactly has all these skills and or is willing to invest all of the time and money. So... Um, there's also an element, I think, of not worrying about copycats that's important for people who have sites uh, who might be getting copied themselves. Yeah, I, I was going to bring it up actually a little bit later. It's oh, like, okay. It's okay, no worries. Um, but yeah, it's like, end of the day, like running after them all the time is, is just not a good idea. You're better off working on your business, etc. 
It's really like, uh, to be honest, even for your committer, I don't think it's worth it, you know? Um, the guy you mentioned, I don't think it's going to be worth spending, like, you're better off growing your site even more. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, that is what opens the door to things like negative SEO and, you know, one star review spam from Fiverr and all that stuff. I wouldn't do that, but I know some people would. Right. Um, and, uh, it just, it just sets yourself on the, and also like, I have yet to see a, an exact copycat that, the only the only people I know that are really successful doing that is the guys from Rocket Internet in Germany, who you know made a specialty of copying like you know Zappos and Airbnb etc. And they made copies that are worth billions of dollars. But that is the only copycats I know that did really well uh, together with some like Indian car companies and stuff like that. And I think that's a little bit different. That's something that's big. Yeah, um, that's called like blue ocean strategy. Which is, I think that's what Blue Ocean Strategy is. Basically, like taking a proven model, a proven company, and putting it into a completely different market. Um, oh, no, they do the same markets as well. <laughs> but they do it in a different country. Yes. Right. So, so it's not the US Air, yeah. like Airbnb hostel market, it's the German Airbnb hostel market. Um, so it's, it's different people. Um, but so, like, it's, it's not the same as, like, seeing a, a site on showerheads in the U.S. Google market and making a site on showerheads in the U.S. Google market. Yeah, I mean, the, the scope is so small as well. It's like, you know, once again, you, you always get a fraction of the success of the original when you have, um, mm-hmm. when you, when you make a copy. So, like, you know, if you get a fraction of Airbnb, it's great. If you get a fraction of a showerhead review site from Amazon, n- not so great. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Is it worth, you know, one or two hundred dollars a month for all that time and effort? Uh, uh, probably not. All right. Let's talk about the things that are smart to copy. Cause, cause, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't look at your competition. You shouldn't inspire yourself. Quite the contrary. A lot of the stuff we talk about in Authority Hacker Pro is about, you know, doing a lot of understanding of your competition, seeing what works, what doesn't and emulating what works and not wasting your type, no, your time, sorry, on what didn't work for them. So. I mean, the first thing that I recommend people look at is the keywords. I think I think that is my favorite by far way of doing keyword research mm-hmm. is to take people that are in your domain authority range. And if you have a brand new site, you know, we take, I mean, we take um, domain rating now from Ahrefs. So I take people that are like 35 or below um, for domain rating and yeah, put them in Ahrefs and I look at their, and a lot of people look at the top keywords, you know, like there's two reports, there's the top keywords and the top pages. I always look at the top pages. I mean, with the way Google works with like semantic search and so on now, uh, it understands the topics. Looking at a single keyword just doesn't make much sense, actually. You're better off looking at like the broad topic Google is ranking that site for. And essentially, you know, these pages rank for hundreds of keywords. So, and we need to do something about semantic search at some point. We're working on that. So we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like how do you, like, uh, you, do you, how much do you use the competition for keywords? Uh, right now, that's 100% of my keyword research. And we talk about this a lot in our like keyword research campaigns, or I'm sorry, not campaigns, but uh, blueprints in the members area. But there are really like two types of research. There's traditional keyword research where you're plugging seed keywords into a tool and then getting long tail keywords. Um, and that's okay for, you know, like um, Amazon product words, that sort of thing. But what I really like to do is reverse engineer my competition. I do think there is an ethical way to do it and an unethical way to do it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I would never do 
is take one competitor, plug them in, and take just all of their keywords and or pages. I try really hard not to do that. There are a few exceptions where I plug in a competitor and I see like 10 really great pages and I might go after all 10. What I typically try to do um, is just take the best pages, you know, the best two or three or four or five pages from like 40 or 50 competitors and compete with them. Um, First of all, it's much more efficient, right? Like taking just the best stuff from a whole bunch of people, you're going to have a lot more potential traffic. Yeah, I mean, most um, websites get most of their traffic from like four or five pages, you know? Right, yeah. So copying those four or five and competing with them, trying to do it better, uh, is a good idea. So it's, it's, it's much more efficient anyway, but also I think from an ethical standpoint, just copying one person's keywords uh, doesn't sit well with me personally. I don't think it's very cool. Yeah, it's not very efficient either. Like when you do that, the point is to take what works best for people, you know? Right, so, not everything, including the stuff that works medium well or doesn't work at all. Yeah, that's the point. The point is like, okay, let's find everything that worked really well for them. And you're better taking the top 10% of like 100 competitors than, than copying 10 competitors, you know? Right. And you get just as much... You probably get a lot more traffic from the same investment in content and so on. Also, you know, when we talk about that, you know, a lot of people are going to do that, but then they're going to take that competitor and do the exact same article. Right. Don't do that. <laughs> that yeah. is the copycat way. Like, what you need to do is you need to, once you've got a topic, then you, you, I mean, then you, you, you start your research as if you were writing the article from scratch. And that doesn't mean you can't Google the keyword and read the articles. Means you don't just read that one article and just re-say everything it has. I mean, first of all, I think with you know segmentic search developing and so on, I think the definition of duplicate content is going to be expanding to content that says the same stuff, not just that has the same words. Right. Um, and and overall, you know, if you want to outrank someone, you need to make something better. So if you right. just take them as a as a source and just make something slightly worse because you can never cover exactly everything they said. There's like it's just not as good. So what you need to do is you need to you know read the top ten or twenty pages on that topic. You know take notes of different parts of different pages and then maybe do complementary research. And you know what we use is we use Workflowy to do this kind of research. And um, and from there build that page around that topic. That will feel very different because you have done all that research. You're essentially putting the originality in your research rather than the topic, which. You know, if you're doing SEO anyway, you can't be that original in terms of topics. Yeah, and it's going to be trickier with semantic search because some questions are narrow. Like how many uh, articles or like how much can you really say differently for the question, why do people fart? Who knows, right? That's actually like health ambition ranks for very similar keywords. How to stop Well, actually, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, that came from Gail's personal research. And exactly. Decided to make it into like, you know, I was wondering. No. And... Um, but there's some narrow questions like that, right? Like how many, how much can you say different? And sometimes you end up saying a lot of the same stuff, and that's just how it's going to be if you want to compete for that keyword. But um, what it looks like for me, from a, from a practical standpoint, what my writer's instructions are is like, okay, this is the competitor article that I know does well. I want you to look at that and see what makes sense. To cover, then look at the top five in Google and see what makes sense to cover from those, and then try to find some holes. Like, what are these people not covering that could be covered? And then put that in your article too. So it's looking at all of the results, taking the best stuff from these articles to put it into one article, your article, 
finding the gaps and then adding on to it, right? So um, it's a little bit tricky. You are going to end up covering some of the same information. You don't have to make everything different, right? You are you can't anyway, otherwise it's wrong. Competing, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Otherwise it's wrong. But there is an opportunity to consolidate all the different subtopics and uh, fill in the gaps where people aren't covering some of these other yeah. related I mean, it's topics. like in school, right? It's like in university, right? You, it's like when you have to write a paper and the entire class writes about the same topic, and you can clearly tell when you know people copied from each other, right. and when they came up with their own research. Well, that's exactly the same stuff. And and actually, Google is developing AI that's going to start understanding exactly that. You know, it's going to start understanding who copied on each other and who actually came up with original research. And guess what they're going to put on top? You know, right? Um, okay, something else that you can copy is obviously link sources. Like I'd say, most link building these days is reverse engineering or advanced Google's research. I mean, most white hat link building, at least. Uh, and, you know, copying link sources is fair game, I think, because as long as the editor of the source site also wants to link to you, I don't think there's a problem. It's, it's annoying for the person that you reverse engineered, but actually not that much, usually. It's, it's, it doesn't really change much, and, and that's how we do it. We use hrefs, we find the links that, you know, people that link to similar pieces of content and then outreach these people and ask for a link. And that works uh, very well for us. And uh, and that is completely fine. And I don't think you can be called a copycat if you do that. Yeah, I think that's just a similar marketing strategy, you know. And that's um, and the other important thing about that is that it's not really hurting the person whose link sources you're copying. They still have their link. They're still getting link juice from the same site. Um, so... It's really kind of no harm, no foul. You'd be surprised, though. Sometimes we do our outreach, and people are like, like we ask them to put our link alongside the other link. And so people said, oh, no, I like the article better. I just replaced the link. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that does happen. It's, it's just, yeah, it happens. It's, it's like probably like 5% of the time, right? For sure, yeah. Um, so it's not a big deal, and it's never your goal. And in the end, if you don't ask for it, it's the editorial choice. You know, you didn't even right. influence it. Um, but, uh, you know, if you do that kind of outreach, it does happen. You do remove some links from your competitors. Uh, not a lot, though. Um, another thing that is good to, to copy is, like, content that did well on social. I think that's essentially a little bit like you would do, like, skyscraper content, but for social, you know? So I use the um, Content Explorer on Ahrefs. Like, you know, you could be using Buzzsumo as well. I know that's the trendy tool. Other SEOs use, but I like to pay only for one tool, so I just get Ahrefs, mm -hmm. uh, and it's pretty good. Um, and yeah, it's like you just either type a keyword or you put a domain in the Content Explorer. It shows you the stuff that did the best on Pinterest, on Facebook, etc. For us, we do a lot of Pinterest, so uh, it's pretty cool to be able to take a, you know to to navigate on Pinterest, find the site that has a lot of followers, plug that domain in there, and find the the content that gets the most repins. And that allows us to, you know, generate quite a bit of social traffic. So I think that's fair game, provided once again you don't use the exact same content, you don't exactly copy it, you just build your own take on the topic, you know. Yeah, and I think the the key for that, and first of all, if you want to see how many people are actually doing this, go to any like highly shared article for any website, whether it's Board Panda or whatever it is, and Google that exact title. And Google will show you a whole bunch of articles with that exact title or like very similar, like slightly changed articles. Everybody does this. The reason why it's not a huge deal 
is because everybody has their own social audiences, right? So uh, if you have 100,000 Facebook fans and you see a popular article in your market, you can market it to your Facebook fans while somebody else markets it to their Facebook fans. Of course, it's not that cut and dry on all social platforms. Like maybe if a pin goes viral, you can uh, you know, cut into somebody else's traffic. But for the most part, everybody has their own social audiences that they've built. And so it's not as big of a deal as like Google rankings are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it can be a little bit annoying sometimes, but it's not too bad. And you won't be labeled as like a copycat for doing that, essentially. And that's for pretty sure. smart to copy that, actually. Like you can get some traffic from that. You will not waste time producing content that doesn't get shared and so on. So that is pretty cool. And finally, another thing that um, that I do, but I don't think you do, is... I look at the lead magnets that people use, actually. Um, like, one of the lead magnets that run on House Ambition right now was actually, well, what I do is I use Strively, so I A-B test stuff. And actually, we have a very big um, Strively's review coming up soon that Mark wrote something like 14,000 words or something. It's crazy. Um, that shows you how we do all that stuff. But we essentially, like, when we brainstorm lead magnets, one thing that we do is we look at what the competitors offer and slightly change it. So, for example, if it's like a, a seven-day mini course, we change it to like a five-day mini course or ten-day mini course or whatever, and uh, about similar topics. And then we A/B test all these ideas against each other, and then we find you know what gets us the most opt-in rate, and yep. that you know eliminates the guess the guesswork. I do that, and I also look at um, stuff that gets a lot of links and shares in the industry, and you know build something similar as a lead magnet, essentially. So I think that's fine, provided once again your design doesn't look exactly like their design. If you have like a, a fake ebook cover of that kind of stuff, like don't make it look exactly like their stuff. Uh, change sure, yeah. change the number at the beginning. If you have like ten tips, it's like change it to seven tips or like twenty tips or whatever you want. But you know, keep the same topic. And I think the point there too is that these people are already on your site, especially in something like the IM niche. Like they already know you. Um, so like you've already have you you've won that person's attention. Um, so using something similar to some what somebody else is doing, I think is uh, not necessarily a big deal. Plus, especially if it's like a report or a course or like a list of tools or whatever, you're going to be writing different content than that person's lead magnet anyway. You better uh, so, do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that might be a little bit of a gray area. Like you don't want to like give someone's course away or whatever, but. Um, but you're going to write your own five-day mini course or list of tools or whatever it happens to be. So um, just the lead magnet, the idea for the lead magnet, I think, is totally fair game. Yeah, so that's basically the things that actually move the needle. And you know, provided you, take, you put your own take on these things, like it's not going to look like you just ripped a, another site off, right? Not like if you took the colors, not if you copied the homepage, the logo, uh, the, the theme, etc. So... Um, yeah, so you can reverse engineer, you can inspire yourself, but I think copying the other things is just going to create, you know, it could be trouble, it could not be trouble, but in the end, it's not going to change anything for your success personally anyway, so I don't think it's worth, uh, you know, taking the risk of doing it. So copy the keywords, copy the link sources, copy the social um, the social updates, copy the content that worked well on social, but don't copy the homepage, the theme, the, ex the the logo, and the brand colors, essentially. Do you want to add anything to that? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I, I guess maybe I just remember a conversation I had with some guy who had copied my shaving site. And 
this is back when like I really didn't understand the mindset. And I finally asked him, I was like, why did you just copy this exactly? Because he had emailed me asking for help, right? Yeah. And uh, he was just like, well, I, I've never done this before. You're having a lot of success. So I feel like if I do this, it should work, right? Because it's already working for you. And so I feel, and I've, I also have had people email me some uh, people I count as friends, like thinking that I would be flattered that they've copied my layout and my logo and all this other stuff. Hmm. Uh, like, isn't it cool? And so I don't know. If you are out there and you have that mindset, uh, I would encourage you to challenge yourself to do something that is uniquely your own, not just because it's going to piss people off or because you might be pissing people off, but because you're going to be more successful if you make your own thing and invest in doing something that is a little bit more unique and a little bit better than everybody else, not just the same. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to be successful if you don't even understand what you're doing. You're just copying someone else anyway. Like, right. It's like you won't be able to grow your site other than copying that person that you copied originally. So... You know, if if you succeed that way, it's probably not going to be very long-term success. It's not going to be a big success. It's going to be really tiny. So if your goal is to make 200 bucks a month, yeah, maybe do that. But, you know, you probably should change your goal if that's your goal, you know. Your right. your goal should probably be something a little bit higher and a little bit more ambitious. And, you know, the thing is, even if your goal is to make, let's go crazy, $100,000 a month and you fail, you only make 10% of that. You'll be more successful than most people that copy other people and make two hundred bucks a month. So, 100%. so you're better off. You're better off going for something a little bit more ambitious. Treat this like a real business. Like, would you go in the street and cop, and open a shop that is exactly the copy of the next door shop? Probably not. Right. Uh, and if you're taking that seriously, if you if you had to invest into in a brick and mortar business, etc., you wouldn't do that. But yeah, I've had also copycats for health ambition, and it was exactly the same actually. And uh, actually, the guy that copied health ambition was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I really love your stuff." He's actually an Atari Hacker Pro member. I really right. love your stuff, uh, etc. And uh, and I thought it would be okay. And uh, you know, people don't even understand it's, it. They don't even get why it's a little bit annoying and upsetting. Um, they just think that it's just, you know, they, they have a chance and that's the only way they will ever make money. It won't. Just just treat it like a real business. Treat it as if you were opening a brick and mortar shop. And if you did that and if you had to face your neighbors face to face, you would not do that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the other implication that I think is really important is that if you really want to be successful online, you want to earn a living, especially um, put your energy into learning the skills and not trying to do internet marketing as a paint-by-number. Um, yeah. If you put your energy into learning the skills instead of copying someone in the long run, you'll be much more successful. This is why I've actually refused to release a point A to point B type program, like building right. an authority site. Like Authority Hacker Pro is a series of tactics, but it's up to you to implement them when you want and when it makes sense. Um, but a lot of people ask that. It's like, we would probably make... A lot of money if I did that, but I've refused so far, actually. Uh, anyway, we are going to close this podcast right now. And th guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time uh, to listen to that. And, you know, take a positive note out of that podcast. Be ambitious. You know, build your business as if you were building a brick and mortar business. Take it as seriously. Don't aim to make 200 bucks a month. Aim to make like a real living. Make, aim to be really successful. Even if you get 10% of that, you'll be more successful than if 
you uh, succeed copying other people. So, Perrin, thanks for joining. And guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.